everybody. Welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. And I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance novel veteran. And I'm the virgin. <laughs> and we're your hosts. Yes. Clayton. Uh-huh. Tomorrow. Oh. And Halloween. Ah. <laughs> um, do you like Halloween, number one? I love Halloween. Okay. I'm not a big fan. You're not a big fan, no. Not a big fan. Don't like masks. Oh, I don't like masks. Yeah. Either. Like, I don't like that people get to just walk around wearing masks. It freaks me out. Because we all know that masks can make people do things that they wouldn't normally do if they are unmasked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I also don't like when someone in a mask tries to, like, interact with, like, the interactive theater aspect of Halloween. It's something that I really have no time for. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you like you're an actual ghost. Yes. Just because you're wearing a mask. Did you, um, do you like haunted houses and stuff? I, like, like a county fair haunted house? Uh-huh. No, no. I could take it or leave it. Okay. Actual haunted houses, love it. Do you like those extreme haunted houses where they shove bugs in your face and, like, tie you up and then, huh? and strip you naked and stuff? What? Yeah, no. there's extreme haunted houses that are... Strip you naked? Yeah. What? But you sign a release. You ask for but, it. But you know that... Yeah. That's like a BDSM dungeon. No, That's it's, not it, a counted house. It is like, yeah, like they're haunts, but they're not, they're not the regular haunted house or something like, like pretends to, well, jump out and scare you. They're, it's actual almost torture and people sign up for it. For, for sexual reasons. No, just to be scared. In it's not always, way? it's no, no, that's no, not, they, like sometimes they'll like, I guess, uh, just try to embarrass you and shame you but a lot of in it a sexual is way. well i don't it's not sexual <laughs> completely i don't know why i'm defending them i just mentioned that they existed <laughs> i've never heard of this but they like thing. kidnap you and they'll throw you in a van or something and then they spray stuff on your face and then they like put you in uh they'll, they'll put you in a, a grave or something and and screw with you but it's uh, not you're not always stripped naked okay but sometimes the people that like attack you are naked but it's not necessarily sexual. I mean, this is, seems very sexual. Well, that's your interpretation of it. I don't know. If anybody's out there who does extreme haunted houses, let us know. Does it make you squirm? Is that why you're doing it? Or do you just want to be terrified? Yeah, I've never heard of such a thing, and I would not enjoy such a thing, no. Okay. I remember back in, like, the aughts where it was a thing happening where you could, like, pay to be kidnapped. Yeah. Is that what you're talking Something about? Something like that. Like, Blackout was one. It was a big one. Okay. But um, those kind of things. Yeah, and then they just fuck with you. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, life is hard enough without adding to it. Yeah, I guess that for, yeah, for a man, that's something that might have a different meaning than for a woman. Yeah. You know? Because, like, the the chances of me being, like, hogtied and, and, and kidnapped are a lot less than, like, any woman on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like women, we live in like a constant fear of being attacked or kidnapped randomly, that it is not like so fun. Uh huh. It's like, ooh, I wonder what it'd be like. It's like, no, I remember what it was like when I walked home at 1030 at night the other day. Yeah. That's that. That's <laughs> the that's the interactive haunted house <laughs> is life is life. Life as a woman is a haunted house. Wow. That's a great T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm, think about it. Talking about haunted houses. Uh huh. Should we tell some spooky stories? Well, yeah. So this is our Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit different in the sense we're just kind of we, we did read a book. Mm-hmm. We did definitely read a book because we read a book every week. Yeah. But this is going to be uh, we're going to talk about like 
Halloween too. So we're going to be talking about some other stuff other than just the book. Yeah. We read Better Off Red by Rebecca Witherspoon, this Mm -hmm. book, which is a uh, vampire lesbian sorority book. Yes. Which we will get into in a bit. But we thought it'd be fun to share a scary story. I said to Aaron, what's a scary story that either happened to you or you heard from somebody you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So do you have one? Well, what is yours? Because I said I – yeah, because I see ghosts sometimes. Okay. You see – you actually see ghosts. Yeah. I have this philosophy. I have this belief that ghosts only show themselves to people who can handle it. Yes. Because it's people who can communicate or see them because they want to see them and they're not necessarily afraid of them. I think ghosts know that I would freak out so much that it's useless to try to communicate with me. Right. Because I would just – immediately jump out the window yeah no matter how high up i was so it's it's pointless for them unless they really wanted to scare me but i don't think most ghosts are around to scare no no but you believe in ghosts yeah of course okay my story Mm -hmm. is so i'm not gonna name the people but i had a friend who was in a touring band and he would tour all around the you know world and he was in europe and he was staying in this like old hotel and he was there with his then wife and he woke up and she was next to him sat up in bed speaking in a voice that was not her voice so a ghost had jumped into her and started speaking through her and i i don't remember what exactly she was saying but he it was like terrifying because it was a deep voice it was obviously not her voice and i remember he was like he jumped out of bed and just kind of was like what's going on and then she fell back down and the ghost obviously left her body and then she didn't remember it at all he didn't seem to be like totally horrified by this this would screw me up for the rest of my life but just to have is that why they ended up breaking up no, it was other reasons. Okay. Um, those I will disclose, even okay. though I'm not naming their names. Um, no. Um, but that terrified me, the thought of a ghost getting inside you yeah. and speaking through you. That's scary. That is really scary, right? Yeah. I've never had anything like that happen. Okay. You've never been to a, uh, you've never been a conduit for a, uh, a spirit? No. Okay. What, so have you done Ouija boards and stuff? Um, I did Ouija boards when I was younger. I wouldn't do them now. Okay. Because I do believe – like I do believe it, it opens something and, and you don't know who's going to come through and I think that's like scary. I had an ex who fucked with Ouija boards and stopped. Because, because of that happened. stuff. What happened? Yeah. Um, Is this the ex that I know? Yes. Uh-huh. Demons. <gasps> yeah. Mm. Yep. Scary. Demon shit. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I always never ask for details. Oh, yeah. You can't do details. Pat can't do details either. Pa- Producer Patty left because he thought I would start telling ghost stories and he gets so freaked out. Well, he's fine with ghosts in general, but not ghosts that he might meet is what he said. <laughs> so ghosts that are in your guys' apartment. He doesn't want to hear about He doesn't want to hear about it. And apartment. I understand that because mm-hmm. I don't think he'll ever see a ghost because he can't handle it. Mm-hmm. He's like me. Me and him will never see ghosts. And if we do, it's over. It would be We're over. We're both done. Just like mentally. Really? Because I wouldn't be able to go into any room without thinking there's going to be a ghost eventually. Yeah. You know? But normally if you just say in your mind, like, I don't want to see you right now, and then they won't. Okay. So what? So you see dead people. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I've seen ghosts. I don't see dead people now. But I'm not, you, like, a medium. But no. you see ghosts. Why do you think you can see ghosts? Well, I think it's because... I come, I will, I think I like, I come from a line of women. Like my great grandmother was a little bit psychic. My grandmother was psychic. My mom is, and sees ghosts and talks to dead people on the reg. And then, so I think that's why I can too. Okay. She sees ghosts and talks to dead people on the reg. Yeah. So people she's known or just people that hang out in the house? No, normally it's just like her parents and stuff. Like she does, she doesn't talk to strangers. Yes. But my mother, like the, the psychic story that I always tell about my mother, when uh, my parents were driving on the Tappan Zee Bridge and my mother said she had a vision of a plane landing in the East River or landing on the Hudson. And she said to my father, has a plane ever landed in the Hudson? And my father said, no, not successfully. And she's like, okay. And she said... To my father, you know what? As long as he's a glider pilot, everybody was going to be fine. She's talking about Sully. Two weeks later. Oh, my God. That is nuts. Was the miracle on the Hudson. Yeah. And I called her and she was like, yeah, he's a glider pilot. I told you everyone's going to be fine. How did you not? How did I not know about this? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I ever told you about it. That's nuts. See, Clint would have put that in the movie. Yeah. that That my mother had a psychic vision. Yeah. That was funny, too, because it was like. I don't know why she had a vision of, like, we didn't know anyone on board or anything. Uh-huh. Oh, and then the other one was, when I was living in Northern Ireland, I started smoking cigarettes because, you know, I wanted to be cool. Yeah, yeah. And you could smoke inside then. Yeah. Because this was 2004. And so cool. It was the coolest. Yeah. So my mom calls me one morning and she says, your grandmother just told me that you're smoking cigarettes. Is she telling the truth? My grandmother who died before I was born. Okay. And I was like, no, mom, of course not. But you didn't even ask, you didn't say... Why would she say that she's dead? No, because I knew my mom talked to her in her dreams. Uh, okay. But she squealed on me. Really? So your grandma's watching you? Yeah. Does that make you think about doing stuff differently? No. No, you're like, you're like yeah, Grandma, you're going to watch this, whatever this is I'm doing. Well, I don't think she watches me 24-7. I think she, if she sees something I'm doing that she doesn't like, she's going to tell my mom on me. But ghosts I've seen, the first one I remember was when I was in college my senior year of college, and we were moving out of a, our apartment. We had an off-campus apartment, and we shared – it was four people in the apartment. So my two friends shared a room, and then I shared a room with someone. And that girl had moved out before I did, and I was staying like an extra two weeks or something. And I had pushed my bed all the way so it was like kitty corner to the door Uh huh. because I wanted to be near the window. Like, you know, when you first wake up and you're laying in bed with your eyes open and you're just thinking like, oh, today I have to go here. I have to do this. Yeah, da-da-da. constant dread. <laughs> immediate dread. I wasn't having immediate dread. I was just like thinking like, oh, I have to work at this time. Yeah. and what it- I wake up in the morning and it's it's a pit in my stomach. Oh, gosh. And just dread. But go continue. That's a bummer. <laughs> That's a horror story on its own. I know. But, I don't love that for you. Yeah. Um, And so I was looking at the door. Okay. And all of a sudden, there was a little girl on the door. Oh. Yeah. And she had, like, long brown hair. And she was wearing, like, a white and blue dress. So she was at the door. She was in the middle of my apartment. And then she was right in front of my face. Like, that quicker than that. And then gone. Wow. And I was just, like, in my bed, like, terrified. What the hell? Okay. I never know who that was or, like, what happened there. Yeah. That's the thing. Whenever I've seen a ghost, it has always also been so fast. Yes. It's not like I have time to be like, who sent you? Why are you here? It's just like, oh, God. 
so so no ghost you see is just like chilling sitting at your kitchen table you know having a having a coffee and a croissant no they're just zip zip by yeah now pat this is going to be we're warning pat to turn off or fast forward you have seen ghosts in your apartment that you currently live in yeah but i think they're gone now but they were there for a while how could they be gone i don't know they go other places did there did they finish what they started I think sometimes, like, loved ones and stuff, they just, like, come to sort of, like, watch, make sure everybody's okay. So it was this, you saw ghosts of people you knew? I think it was somebody I knew. Who was? So how many ghosts have you seen in the apartment? Oh, uh, so there was just, like, a male energy that was there for a long time. Okay. And he would just be, like, in our foyer, and sometimes he would watch, like, if we were watching TV or something, he would stand in the doorway. But you wouldn't see him? You would feel him? Yeah, it was, like, I always say, what it feels like is, have you ever, like, walked into a room where somebody is sleeping. Okay. And they're not talking or anything. Yeah. But you sense that they're there. I do that all the time. Just walk into rooms where people are sleeping? Yeah, it's one of my things. <laughs> really into it. And that's what it feels like. Yeah, it's you a power know- thing. It's a power thing. <laughs> Stop. There are real people who do that and it's so creepy. Okay, yeah. Um, that's how it feels. Or you, or you just feel like somebody's watching you. Yes. And so then sometimes if it freaks me out, I say, I don't want you here right now. I'm scared. And then they go away. They do. Yeah. Big question. Is there any ghosts in the recording studio? No. I've never felt anything in here. You've never felt anything in here. No. But now I don't say when I do feel something because I feel like Pat freaks out so much that I just don't say anything. If, If there was a ghost in this recording studio. I would tell you. But you can't tell him. No, because then he would have to quit his job. He would have to quit his job. And that's not good for any of us. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never heard, I've never had a scary ghost. Well, no, the little girl was pretty scary. That's scary. I was scared of that. But I've never had it like a, like anything else that was particularly scary. I had sex with Elvis's ghost. Does it count? Yeah, tell me about it. How was he? Well, it was Vegas Elvis. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not what you hope for, but sometimes you get what you get. Do you remember when Sybil Civil, uh, Shepherd went on Oprah and told the audience that she uh, taught Elvis how to perform cunnilingus? No, but I'm glad I know that now. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that fantastic? That's fantastic. Also, poor Priscilla. Should we talk about the book? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, like I mentioned before, we read Better Off Red by Rebecca Weatherspoon. It is our Vampire Sorority Sisters book number one. Came out in 2011. Yes. Let's judge the cover. Um, so, the cover is the back of two women. Um, one is supposed to be Ginger, our heroine. And then one is supposed to be Camila, I'm assuming. Correct? Mm-hmm. Um, they're both nudie. Both nudie. It's sexy. Mm-hmm. I like it. It definitely looks like a romance because there's better off and then red has a rose at, at the end of it. So that's cool. It's not a great cover, but it definitely it shows you what to expect, I yeah, think. Totally. Yeah. What was this book about? This book was about a, le- uh, a vampire lesbian sorority where they all have sex with each other. And that's what this book is about. Listen. And Ginger is part vampire. She's like has blood in her. So she's not a full vampire. 
but she is has like like abilities that a vampire can have because she is she could see Camilla when Camilla was trying to cloak herself because Camilla is like the queen of the vampires. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's lesbian vampires on a college campus. Yeah, so we always try to look and see the best of books. Uh-huh. We don't want to trash books. No. And we always go into every book hoping we will love it because we like loving books. Yes. We just did not connect with this book. No. I think we wanted to read something that we thought would be like spooky and fun for Halloween. Yeah, scary. Scary. We wanted to read something. We're like vampires, uh-huh. atmospheric. We were hoping we have not read many lesbian books. So I was like, this is a bonus. It's a lesbian book. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. This just was not it for me. There was a lot of sex, but not a lot of hot sex. Which is shocking. Yes. There were multiple lesbian orgies. Yes. And didn't, nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it didn't make me squirm. No. Um, I think, and it's because we were talking earlier a little bit about it. I think the emotional investment in the characters was not there. And I think that's really important um, in a romance and even in an erotica to be invested in these people, uh, makes it sexier when they hook up. Right. And I, and I have read erotica like Sierra Simone, Tiffany Reese, like erotica that is fantastic Mm -hmm. because you're invested in the characters. I mean, and the thing is too, is like, this was her first book. Yes. We've read Rafe, which we loved. Yeah. Rafe was so, so much fun. Yeah. Leaps and bounds better than this. I think this is just like it's your first book. Uh-huh. There's a learning curve. Yes. And it this was just like very it was very slow. Mhm. Very confusing. There were too many characters. You, yes. you couldn't keep track. I couldn't tell who anybody was. I couldn't keep track during that orgy and believe me I tried. <laughs> you were mapping it out? I was I yeah. You, you took I, out a sketchbook? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I had like I had all the like I did sketches of all the characters and then I had yarn mm-hmm. across like I had a big board like I was looking for a murderer yeah. and I still couldn't figure out who was in someone's crotch and sitting on whoever's face and biting someone's neck. And then, yeah, it was very hard for me to keep track of. Right. And it was also, you know, I think with romance, like you want a little bit of a payoff. Uh huh. And they sort of the two main characters, Camila and Ginger, said, I love you. Very early. And often. It, often, and it never felt earned. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like, mm, I love you because you're like a hot vampire who fucks real good. And it's but college. It's, like, it's that college. That could be enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's college, so I get it. And it's also weird with these ones because, like, Ginger's supposed to be, like, in her early 20s. Mm-hmm. And they always want to do some sort of binding spell at the end to bind them to each other. And I'm like... So young. You're so young. Just yes. like fucking live your life for a little bit and then maybe do it later in mm-hmm. like five years. See how it, see how it all pans out. That's a real that's a real great point. Like there is a level of for me I think it's my advanced age. Romances have to have a certain age that the characters are for me to believe it's hev- uh believe that it's happily ever after. Because I think it's irresponsible for a 21-year-old to be, even if it's like a ancient vampire, to, you know, to make that life decision at 21. Now, this is nothing against people who married young, right? Because, but for me, but a bind- in, yeah. in my experience, yeah. I feel like 
me, I needed to mature so much more past 21 to really know who I was and find somebody uh, to spend my life with. Hopefully that happens at some point. Yeah. Um, We're trying. I, I hope it's not 60. Um, but anywhere between 40 and 50, I'm down for. Mm-hmm. And even, you know what? Maybe I'll find it later in life. Who knows? That's the thing. That's the thing about life. But I think I like somebody who's in their late 20s, early 30s, minimum well, for, for that modern love. modern, too. Yeah. yeah, for modern, for that love. Obviously, like, you know, um, you know uh, historicals is a different thing because, mm-hmm. the you know, that was different times. But, yeah, for these moderns, it's like, you know, go – Go travel. Yeah. Go travel and then see if you still want to be with Camilla. You know, go yeah. Go have sex with a barista in fucking France. Yeah. And see what that's like. At the same time, there was too much information for everything and then not enough information mm-hmm. about some things. Because the vampires like, are like demons, though. They're, they're not va- just vampires. Yeah. But then they're like sister queens. And I'm uh-huh. like, well, they vampires? Are, like, who's a vampire? Mm-hmm. Because then Cleo, who I thought was a vampire, she gets in a car accident and then Camilla turns her into a full on vampire, a full on vampire demon. So she has to like never be able to go home. But I'm like, but wait, wasn't she already? Well, she had fangs, right? See, here, I don't know. I thought I thought that scene actually was a little bit cool because she like was missing a limb and they all start sucking on her. And she grows everything back. Her hair was burnt off and, like, everything starts mm-hmm. growing again. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I was into that. I think there's a lot – yeah. I think it's just the sort of thing, like, this was just her first book. And so there was just a lot that, like, I'm sure if she were to rewrite this now, oh, yeah. it would be very different. Yes. You would move everything from, like, 80% on to the beginning of the book, basically. Uh-huh. Because we were throwing – we, they were so – it was so fucking confusing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and sadly not as sexy as we wanted it to be. And, like, not scary. So and not scary I, at all. I wanted some – I wanted to be scared. I yeah. wanted to be creeped out. I wanted – even gross me out. Like, not – I don't really want to be grossed out. But since it's a Halloween book, I was looking forward to something that would maybe be disturbing or gross or, you know, scary. And it wasn't. That was the bizarre thing, too, because it's at the beginning of the book, her Ginger and her roommate, Amy, are just like looking to pledge any old sorority. They end up both deciding to pledge this sorority because all the women there are hot. Mm -hmm. Ginger thinks she's probably gay. Amy seems to not think about her sexuality at all. Yeah. Or assume she's straight. Yeah. So they pledge ABO, Mm -hmm. Alpha Beta Omega. And the first night of pledge, they're like... Camilla appears to them and says, like, I'm a demon. Mm-hmm. All these women are vampires. You're going to be feeding. They're going to be feeding off of you. Yeah. Is everyone cool with that? And everyone was like, yes, we're cool with it. But and they then, were all glimmered. They, yeah. That's why. They all got glimmered. But then um, Ginger, since she was had vampire blood in her, knew that she was being – she was still under the spell, but she knew she was being mesmerized. Yeah. So that separated them. Okay. So then each of them like picked their big sister mm-hmm. and then they all like had sex and had and drank from them well, in like see, a big the pile. Feeding is uh like you have to feed your queen, but you don't have to have sex with them. That's just bonus. Right, because you come when they 
feed off of you. Yes. And then you're just sexually charged up, so then you want to definitely have sex again. Exactly. So you just have sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it also is like there was no point of her being like actually scared by anything. No, that was the thing. It's like not terrifying. And everybody was just like, oh, there are vampires and demons now. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I wonder. And the whole thing was just like, I wonder if Camilla likes me as much as I like her. And I'm like, this is what we're focusing on. Now there are demons in the world and you're not nervous about that. I wish Camilla would have kind of stalked her. And and made it scary. Yeah. Where Ginger wanted to submit but didn't for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been better. It's like if Frankenstein was like chasing a a girl and then they eventually hooked up or something. Right. But instead it was just like Camilla being like, no, I'm really into you. They were just always into each other. There was never any question about it. Mm -hmm. They went on that date. I don't know. Wasn't our cup of tea. No, and I think there are definitely, according to Goodreads, there are a lot of people who like this book and yeah. the series, and I think that's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Did not connect with us. No. At all. It just, yeah, it felt very long and very boring. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the last, like, 20% was so freaking confusing. Yeah, but I think the engagement wasn't there. I think when we say confusing, I think maybe sometimes the engagement isn't there. That's So possible. then we're not paying as much attention to mm-hmm. it as we should. Right. That maybe it would have all made sense. If yeah. If we, we would have like more close attention. Yeah. Maybe it just seemed like nothing happened for so long mm-hmm. to then have everything happen. was just sort of like, oh, okay. Yes. Why couldn't this have been plotted out throughout the entire book? Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, do you have anything else to say? No. <laughs> Big question. I think I'll know the answer to it. Would what? you fuck them? Yeah. Oh, you would. I would fuck a vampire demon. Yeah. Why not? So would you, with all these restrictions, like, would you let, would you No, because then would I have to be a feeder for life? Because yes. Then no. I then have no. other things I want to get done. But if it was just like a one night of sex, yeah, totally. Why not? I would do Camilla. Yeah. Camilla seemed really hot. Yeah. Do the Goodreads lists. This was on a lot of lists. Wow. <laughs> uh, female, female, paranormal, and urban fantasy. Yes. Best female-female romance books. No. No. And honestly, we need to do better about finding lesbian books. Because we have not. We've only done two. Mm -hmm. We haven't loved either of them. So I think we need to start really putting forth an effort. Yes. Interracial lesbian fiction. Um, Yes. Female-female sapphicathon recommendations. Um, Yeah, it was sapphic, yeah. Uh, interracial vampires. Yes. Because Camilla's Mexican. Absolutely. That's not part of the title, but I just was like, I but don't know if we all, had mentioned that people were, well, yeah, and there's like all different. There's all different races uh, of, of vampires in this, um, in this sorority that they're all part of an orgy. So they are all hooking up yeah. with each other. So there's a lot of that going on, which is good. Great, yeah. I mean, the, the they, who doesn't love an interracial vampire orgy? Absolutely, lesbian. And, and Ginger makes uh, a like a note of the diversity in uh, ABO. My thing too was like, if you are so hypersexual, they Camilla and she only ever had sex with each other. And yeah, part of me was like, get in on an get orgy. Get in on the orgy, absolutely. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But then you know, a lot of people are not into the the 
hero and heroine or the heroines both, uh, you know, having sex with anybody else. Like the cheating thing, some people have issues with it. I know, but it's not cheating. It's just an orgy. Yeah. So. It's not cheating. It's an orgy. That's exactly, okay. yeah. Now that's a t-shirt. <laughs> Best femme femme couples. They were both femme. Uh, yeah, but um, not, not, not on my list. Like I wouldn't put them on my list. Okay. okay. LGBTQ science fiction and fantasy. Know what all those mean. And yes. Books with pansexual, pan-romantic characters. I will say I don't know enough about what specifically pansexual means to make that identification. I'm trusting this person on this list does, so I will say no comment. <laughs> I mean, also, like, Camilla had had a husband before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she had I a mean, tragic backstory. I can see it. She had kids, too. I know. Yeah. She died when she was 19. It was a long life. Yeah, it's a long afterlife for her. Yeah. Uh, casually queer books. I guess they don't make that big of a... I mean, that's No, it's not all true. about lesbian. That's true, that's true. But I, it's not judged in any way by anybody, really. No. That's, I think, yeah, maybe Everybody gets to be open in, in whatever they are. Yeah. Sorority, fraternity, whatever. You know, if you don't care about your list, why am I going to care about the list? <laughs> Put some thought behind it. Yeah, don't just whatever. What do you mean whatever? Yeah. Fluffy bi and lesbian books. I would not call it fluffy. Yeah, there's, I mean, some dark stuff that happens in this. Uh, so, yeah, I would say not fluffy. Take it off the list. Hashtag read POC list of romance books by authors of color. True. By W-O-C-S-F-F. Okay, okay. By um, uh, women of color, and then what was the other one? SFF. SFF sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Yes, I nailed it. Heart-stopping books. I mean, a lot of hearts were literally stopped. Yeah, but for us, mm, no. no. I was never carried away. Yeah. Uh, fiction about lesbian, bisexual, and queer women of color. Yes. There you go. There we go. What were your tropes? Oh, so uh, vampire, lesbian, orgy, <laughs> um, dead kids. Oh, God. True. Yeah. Um, automobile accidents. Um, uh, I love you too soon. Yeah. Those are my tropes. Those are great tropes. Thank you. Good. To- what are your tropes? <laughs> my tropes were... Female family romance, paranormal romance, secret societies, because they're like in a sorority. Yep. Sleeping with the queen, because yes. she's the queen. She's the woman in charge. Bad girl meets the virgin. Vampires, demons, complex social structures. We heard a lot about the social structures. Yes. It was almost like a shifter book in that way. The amount we heard about who's who and who is who to who and yeah. what changes. Shower sex. They have a lot of shower sex. Mm-hmm. Interracial romance, redheaded heroine. Uh, lesbian orgies. Yeah. There you go. All true. Well, this week, because we are doing a Halloween scary episode. Oh, yeah. What are your scary swoons? My spooky swoon is a documentary I actually watched last night. Okay. Uh, to get into the Halloween mood. Uh, it was called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. And it's on Netflix it's a documentary from 2017, and it's about home haunts where these people put on uh, 
like uh, the haunted houses at their home and very specifically people who do more extreme haunts at their house. Oh, so this is the people getting naked and stuff? Yeah, well, they talk about some of them and they talk about some regular history of haunted houses and stuff. And that's all really interesting. But there is a guy who puts on a haunted house at his home that is so disturbing and messed up and most of these haunted houses that are extreme where people can grab you and touch you and stuff, they have a safe word. This place doesn't have a safe word. This guy is a nut, and he there's something wrong with him, but he comes off as regular happy-go-lucky dude. He's uh, uh, His uh, like day job is helping veterans and stuff because he's a veteran, but also he's a wedding singer, and okay. but he does the most disturbing haunted house in America and it's insane. And this is it's a short documentary. It's really fun. Um But like what makes his the most disturbing? Th- just there's no Do safe word. Do they go word. through it? Yeah, they, they and you and he's right in your face with a camera the whole time. They're like shoving stuff in your face. They're uh like they'll put your head in a toilet and it's overflowing with stuff and uh he'll you know put you in a casket and not let you out. It's insane stuff you have to watch it i think it's a it's a awesome documentary it's really fun and it'll totally get you in the halloween mood what's it called again it's called haunters the art of the scare okay so check it out on netflix erin what's your spooky swoon my spooky swoon is um something that i have loved now probably for like many years is the website jezebel.com does a scary story contest every year. So basically they just have their commenters write um, scary stories. So things that have happened to them, they say that they all need to be true and sort of whatever that means to you. Um, and it, what does that mean to you? They have to be true means that they have to have actually happened. Yeah. But then people are like, oh, but ghosts aren't real. Oh, but da 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 da. Like you're not supposed to, it's not a, a made up Story, yeah. scary stories it's supposed to be like things that have happened to you or okay. people you who you are close to yes and it ends up being like thousands of stories so every year i read through all the stories get myself scared i don't read it at home because i would get myself too scared um i only read it at work when i'm like under the fluorescent lights okay and when you're supposed to be working oh yeah okay and so they're scary stories they're like ghosts hauntings demons but they're also like Multiple stories about how people have found out that humans are living in their crawl spaces. So this is a phenomenon. Yes. Okay. One time this woman, like one of the stories is this woman had just had a baby and so she was home all day with the baby. And then um, her husband went to work and she, they would always hear like shuffling around. And so they thought the house was haunted or something. They didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden, clear as day, she heard somebody say, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And she was like, wow. So she hauled ass out and it found out the person who installed a vent in their house was living in the crawl space. Whoa. Yeah. So, so wait, put the vent in and then just crawled in. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Scary stories. So I would say if you want to read some spooky stories, go to Jezebel.com and I think just search scary stories and the thread will come up. And then they'll do closer to Halloween, like here are the top 10. Okay. So those that can be for the, the people who aren't maniacs who just want to read the top, the best 10. Yeah. Yeah. But me, I'm combing through everything. 
That's it. We did it. We did it. I hope we didn't scare you too much. I hope we didn't scare you away for good. No, not every episode is like this. It's not quite as freewheeling. No. Mostly we just talk about the books. Yes. But this one we said, let's be a little bit scary stories. Yeah. Um... So, uh, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. You guys are excellent at that. We have a lot of reviews. It helps people find us. So we really, really appreciate everybody who's taking the time to do it. We read every one. I screenshot it, send it to Clayton. I check the iTunes. I have access. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has access to iTunes. Um, If you want to email us your scary story, if you want to email us recommendations, anything, you can email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. Especially uh, lesbian romances. Oh, yeah. If you have a great lesbian romance that you've loved, send it to us. Any genre. Maybe not shifters. We do have problems with it. Mm-hmm. But if it's really great, send it to us anyway. Uh, Twitter is uh, Learning Tropes. At Instagram, we are at Learning the Tropes. The Facebook group we have is the Learning the Tropes Troop. Come join us there. We always release all of our books early there for the next month, so you'll know what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Learning the Tropes is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media backslash podcast. All right, everybody. And so next week we have our November preview. Find out what we're reading then. Yeah. And until then, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Boo. Boo. Boo.